Need something for the cold open. Um, Have you ever been stabbed? I've cut myself with a knife. Does that count? I fainted. Jesus. Well, it was. I mean, you cut yourself when you when you cook, right? Like you chopping carrots or whatever. You cut yourself once, and I almost had to go to the hospital. Oh, really? Well, like I. I wasn't sure, like, it looked really bad, and then it stopped bleeding, and I was fine, but I was oh, scared. Okay. <laughs> blood. I, I'll tell you that I was cutting an acorn squash, I think, and uh-huh. I fucked up really bad and, like, dropped the knife or something. I, I don't remember exactly what happened, but I got this little, well, I mean, I, I gouged out a little bit of my wrist, like, right near the wrist bone on my right hand. Oh, um, and, I'd huh? I'd faint like a man. Oh, I did faint. <laughs> I genuinely fainted. I went to the bathroom to wash it off, and then I woke up on the floor. It was great. Oh my, oh my <laughs> so, oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, so that's the word. But it's this tiny little scar now. Like if you saw it, you'd be like, "This that made you faint?" Yeah, yeah, it absolutely did. <laughs> well, it's a yeah, no. Um, the funniest <laughs> kitchen accident actually happened to my buddy who was working in a. He's trying to become a chef for five minutes, and uh, he. I don't know how else to put this. He zested himself. Oh, God. <laughs> that Which, sounds really painful. So if you've ever seen a zester, it's like a bunch of like pointy points coming in really quickly on like a lemon or whatever. But the thing that makes it hurt like a bitch is that it's lemon that he injected yeah. under his skin like a tattoo. Oh, that's so, horrible. <laughs> the funniest part about it was huh. he smelled like lemons for a week. <laughs> that's incredible he zested himself <laughs> oh god oh jesus well <laughs> way to hurt yourself uh you are what you zest <laughs> yeah anyways what are, what are we talking about i don't even remember Welcome to Co-op Button, the 15-minute weekly podcast where we talk about games. Mostly co-op, sometimes not. Uh, This week we talked about, we played Hellish Court. Oh, and I I should say, I am your co-host, Vassal Canyon. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Man. Man. (laughs) Matt. Man. It's Matt. I said Matt. All right. Hi, Matt. Liar. Um, and this, yeah, this week we, we played a fighting game called Hellish Court, which we will go into some detail about. Um, but do you want to hit that patented co-op button and give us our 15-minute timer? Oh, that's an idea. Yeah, let's do that. Boop. <laughs> So here, I'll give an intro because I was the one who, who I, I bought this game. I was like, we have to play this. So Hellish Court is a physics-based, realistic fencing slash sword fighting game. Um, it's still in early access, but it came out, I think, about a year ago in early access. Um, I was introduced to it by my good friend Tulpa, who is on the select button forums. Hello. And um, they 
were like, this game fucking rules. And then I ended up playing it uh, last time we met in October of this year. Uh, it, it And it was a fantastic party game. It's like very quick to win or lose. Um, it's very funny. It's very goofy. So that was kind of my intro to it. Um, but yeah, I guess I am. I'm really curious about what you, like you're more the fighting game person than I am. What your impression of it is. So it's clearly inspired by uh, an older PS1 game called Bamboo Blade. Um, unlike most fighting games, there's no health bar. There's no real HUD. You just choose a character who's mostly defined by the weapon they use. And whoever gets the first uh, good hit, I guess you should say, wins. Um, there are incidental hits that'll happen that will like disable their the opponent's arm or something of that nature um yeah and there's like you can bleed out and there's like fatigue and stuff like that yeah there's a lot of interesting stuff but um the buttons are not as defined i guess it felt like two buttons would do the same thing but they don't apparently yeah right but they're slightly different but it wasn't really discernible by just hitting it initially (laughs) yeah it's kind of <clears throat> excuse me it's kind of funny because it seems like the buttons are sort of associated with like high low thrust and a defensive kind of move but it, it it's sort of wacky like the fact that it's physics based also means that you're not necessarily seeing the same exact outcome even if the button is doing the same thing every time so it's very goofy in that way yeah um part of that it, is there's combos if you hit one button then another if you yeah directional inputs there's there's I, I imagine when you get to a higher level a depth in this game but uh, it, it's I, I don't know I feel like I, I'm competent enough to say like it, it's gonna it's gonna take some doing to get to a higher level in this game because it doesn't open itself up to its higher level mechanics very easily as of right now it is an early access it is relatively new. And also part of it is that um, when we were playing, we were playing via... Um, Parsec. Parsec, that's the program. Yeah. So, yeah. so there's, there's some... lag and problems on my end that I was pushing through. Yeah, exactly. And that, that definitely is going to kind of color that, so... There's a game on the PS2 that I am not remembering the name of right now that is very clear, like like a pretty direct antecedent to this. It's it's weapons based. It's not physics based exactly, um, but it is. It does seem sort of unpredictable, and it's uh, not always one hit one kill. But like it's pretty. There's no health bars. It's just sort of like you know, yeah. It, it, it's very interesting. I cannot remember the name of it though right now, which is killing me. So. Um, but yeah, I, I like this game a lot as a party game. I think it's very funny. It's very bloody. It's not like Mortal Kombat, like gross, but you can cut people's hands and heads off and shit, and that's funny. Um, but I do think that there's some depth to it. it it's been called a, a super realistic, the most realistic sword fighting game, which I think is very interesting. Very um, they used mocap to get all of the animations, which is really cool too. So they actually had like professional fencers getting motion capture. Um, the whole thing is very like Eastern European vibes as well, um, which I think it is an Eastern European dev company. But you know they're they're like 
like Polish fighter, and there's like a Turkish guy. There's like you know, there, there's it's very Eastern European, which I, I appreciate, I respect. So um, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's one of those games that like I saw it on sale for I think fifteen or whatever it's on sale for, and I was like, I just want to have this in my collection. You know, I want to be able to bust this out whenever I want to. Um, mm-hmm. It's just one of those games. I'm not going to put a ton of time into it. Like, especially not single player because whatever. But it is one of those things that I just want to be able to show it to people. I want to be able to say, like, hey, let's play this goofy sword game and die for 20 minutes. And then and then I'll be good, pretty much. And as we were playing, you said it was like the opposite of Nidhogg? Yeah, so it is wildly imprecise is my feeling about it, whereas Nidhogg is is very precise. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Everything is super weighty, whereas, again, Nidhogg feels very, like, pointy and light, like you hit a button and it happens, versus this where it's like you hit the button and you have to do the big swing. Um, and it's, it's Nidhogg is while it's chaotic in terms of the outcomes, the it's very predictable in terms of button inputs do this or that. Whereas this feels very like unpredictable as to what my button outputs are going to do. So I guess it's like the opposite side of the same coin because it's still this sort of quick strikes to the death, like very fast rounds. Um, but the way that you get there feels extremely different and I don't know, I, like a, for a sword dueling game, I don't, f- I feel like they couldn't be more different, <laughs> um, which is kind of cool. I like that you can have the same idea of like, okay, it's a fencing game. You hit someone and they immediately die. Um, and, you know, you can lose your weapon and that kind of thing and come out with two completely different games. Like, that's awesome. It's, so. Yeah, it's a unique little thing i don't know it's fun to have a game that's doing something different though having played bamboo blade i just know that it's just not as polished or there and i would much rather just have a port of that game with (laughs) play but uh but this is the same bad and what was funny too is uh you can play with two major mode there's a lot of little mode differences but two a big one is um you can play with bladed weapons which will lead to decapitations blood and all that or you can play with wooded weapons which is just like you bonk them and they're yeah done. yeah it's and that, that was very strange yeah like it was a very odd um the, the playing with the wooden weapons felt very very weird comparatively so yeah i don't know it was it was odd um there was also another mode called right of way where if you like because the duels often very fairly often end in ties where you both get disabled at exactly the same time <laughs> um just funny um but you know imagine if i'm swinging a sword at you if you hit me with your sword that sword's still coming for you so you're you're likely going to get hit um in right of way whoever has the right of way which means usually that they were pushing the advantage they're being aggressive if there's a draw the person who was more aggressive wins anyway so it's faster. It's also to blood instead of death. So the first strike that actually hits um, is it will is the winner, which is also cool. Like I don't know, I like that too. Interesting, but you don't need this game to be faster because rounds are no. 
less than a minute. Uh, and a, a big part that hurts this game is all the loading times because it loads in between each round. Yeah. The loading takes, I wouldn't say as long as a round, but a significant percentage of how long a round can last. Yes. And you really feel that time add up. And this is a game that needs to have that kind of quicker reaction. Like, if you hear interviews with Ed McMillan, they said one of the most crucial things about Super Meat Boy is that in between deaths, there's no load time. And if there was, almost nobody would play the game. But the fact that there isn't keeps people in it and keeps them playing. And it's one of the most crucial design bits about the game that was a software thing they had to overcome. And this game needs some of that. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely does. Like, it's early access, so definitely, you know, but it has some performance problems. It, it's very easy to turn it into a slow game. Um, it has some issues with loading like it's just it, it would be nicer if it was faster um so yeah a hundred percent like i feel like in a year or two i am hoping that uh it will be amazing in those ways but as far as i can tell it's it's definitely like it's, it still has a little bit to go in that in that way it's not optimized we'll put it that way <laughs> Yeah, and I wouldn't hold out too much hope because this is a small developer yeah. that may not have the resources to make something like that happen, which is understandable, uh, but it is also going to just hold this game back. There's no toys around it. So. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, so definitely I think... I, I could, at the price it's at, which is $20, not on sale. <laughs> I think it's a great party game. It's unique. Like, there's not yeah. a ton out there like it, and especially not in modern times. It feels, it has that jank feel of older fighting games. Um, but yeah, I definitely, I, I can recommend it at that price point or on sale. I think it's fun. It's a fun party game, so. It's fun. We had a lot of fun playing it, but it definitely could use a little spit polish and software. And also, if they could figure out something that's eating your resources, because you trying to do Parsec with this game was just not happening very well. And yeah. We a lot of finagling to make that work. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it's a little touchy. So, um, yeah. But in any case, though, I, I had fun with it. I at least recommend looking up some YouTube videos just to watch the gameplay. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. I cool. think we're done a little early. Well, uh, thanks everyone for listening. Um, I'm on the forums of selectbutton.net forums as Vasilkania and basically nowhere else. And we're on Twitter at CoopButton. <laughs> CoopButton. It's like Cough Button, but it's CoopButton. <laughs> yeah, no dash. Uh, no dash. Um, and as, as we always say, uh, don't cut your fingers off and expect to win a sword fight. Yeah. Yeah. God, I'm so wise. All right. <laughs>
<laughs> Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you for listening. Um, I, I honestly could not recommend Hellish Court enough. And by the way, the game we were both talking about was uh, Bushido Blade on the PlayStation. Uh, that This is a reference to Bushido Blade in so many ways. So, uh, Also a great game. Very fun. Um, the music you heard today, the introduction was from RPG Tsukuru 2, uh, which is RPG Maker 2 on the uh, Super Nintendo. It's the Mysterious Forest. That game has a banger soundtrack. Uh, the middle song was from was music from Hellish Court. Um, it's, it didn't really clearly have the songs labeled, so I'm not sure which one, but it's one of the fighting songs. Great soundtrack in this game as well. Um, and then what you're listening to right now is uh, Indestructible from Street Fighter IV. I, I don't really have any context for why this song has lyrics, but um, it, it is pretty badass. <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone. I feel it all around